just a moment, we'll be reading from Luke chapter 22, beginning from verse 7 and reading through the latter part of this context, verse 34, Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse 7, reading through verse 34. Could we stand again for the reading of this word, his word, God's word? And allow this uh, scripture to have a way of uh, uh, permeating or asphyxiating itself upon your mind and your heart uh, and soul this morning. May this word become your word. And then there came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat. The Passover, where do you want us to prepare it? They asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man, interesting instructions, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room all furnished to make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The same way after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the same table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays me. They began to question amongst themselves of them who it might be, who it would be, who would do this. Also, a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them and those who exercise authority over all call themselves benefactors. But you are to be. You are to be not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who stood by me in my trials and I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred on me so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked, to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. 
But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and even to death. Jesus answered and said, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me. You will deny three times that you even know me. This is the word of the Lord. Let us speak to us today in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. When I read this story and I think about the activity that takes place before and during and after this Last Supper, I say, you got to be kidding. And I think about a song. Um, we've all sung it, and I've tried to do a little bit of a historical context of that song. And I mean, I mean, it's just all over the place of what what that song means. I mean, you've sung it. I think I started singing about oh second or third grade, and and actually I learned it in two different languages. You might have remembered that song as well. You might remember that song as well. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe we can do it. Um, you want to do the French version first? Um, it goes something like this. Frere Jaca, Frere Jaca. You you got your that pretty good French, Mary Lou. Not bad. Yeah. And and the English version, of course, is sung and around. And we, I, I mean, have you ever thought about that song? Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping, brother John? Brother John. Morning bells are ringing. Morning bells are ringing. Ding, 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 dong, ding, ding, dong. You got it. But when I think about this story, I think about this song. You see, the disciples have been with Jesus day and night. They have hung out with him. They've, they've seen what he does. They've, they, they've heard his words. They've been taught by him. They've, they've seen what he has done. And, and they still don't seem to get it. I mean, it, they're oblivious to what's happening. And, and these words come, come to my mind when I, when I think about the disciples. They're, they're, they're disconnected. They're, they're unaware. They're out of touch. They're, they seem to be out of tune. You might say they're out to lunch. They're missing the point. They're indifferent. Could they be unconscious? Asleep to the reality of what is taking place with Jesus. I know this would be a real, it's going to be a really bad example, okay? So just accept my, accept my humble apology in advance, okay? They are not aware of this Jesus. And, and 
There was a time when, when our 20-year-old and our 22-year-old, they weren't that old. And they were infants at one time. And, and guys, we might have to have a confession session after this service, okay? But, but I mean, this is public confession for me, okay? When infants sleep through the night, there's something that happens to them. One of the things is that they, they get hungry. And they need to be fed. Sometimes they're, they're hurting. And they need to be comforted. And, and sometimes they just got those nasty, dirty diapers that need to be removed and they need to be cleaned. And, and I'll just tell you, folks, I, I failed big time. When it came to the middle of the night and their cry would be heard and I would feel a tapping on my shoulder and say, hear the words, are you sleeping? It was very obvious that I was. And it's very obvious that the disciples had been with Jesus for a long time. And they continued to sleep. You see... What, what takes place during this Last Supper in, in which Jesus invites His disciples to come, to join Him. They did not fully understand the context of the bread that they would eat and the fruit of the vine that they would drink. They didn't fully Get it until afterwards. And often it is in our own personal lives, we don't get it until it's afterwards or sometimes even close to being too late. I mean, think about it. When, when they arrive for this Last Supper, one of the Servants was to do the, the washing of the feet to prep, prepare those that would partake in this meal. And it was Jesus, the Master and the King, the Lord who was doing what the servant was to do. I gave Andy Barrowman a little hard time in the first service. I said, just, just imagine it this way. Um, you know, we, we joke around quite a bit when we're driving down the road and we see a road crew. 
Now, we just we just got to let's be nice to road crews here, folks. Let's, let's not attack road crew day. But I've heard what's said about road crews. Um, you may have your opinion about road crews. Um, and, and my apology to you if you're feeling um, guilty today, if you're a part of a road crew. OK, but just just, just hear me. Just imagine you, you've seen the road crew. There generally is a foreman who is heading up the road crew and he is giving advice and direction. And sometimes he joins in with the road crew to get what needs to be done with the road. Just imagine the foreman now doing all the work of the road crew and the road crew watching what he's doing. You see, Jesus was the chief of his crew, his disciples. And they ended up watching him do what they really had been called to do. I mean, think about it. Were they really following Jesus for for Jesus or were they following him for their own personal gain? Let's be real. We, We know one by the name of Judas. He saw his opportunity in following Jesus. And it perhaps could could be said of all the rest that they they were really not following Jesus to follow Jesus. They were looking at him as a Messiah who was going to dominate that country and overcome. And they were going to be on the the lead crew. They were going to be the head guys. Were, were, Were they really following him for his gain or personal gain? Because in the context of the scripture here, we we find that they were arguing who might be the the best part of the crew. They they were talking about who would be the the greatest, the the most amazing. I, I've been there, guys, ladies. I, I've been there. I've, I I I used to actually play junior high football. I didn't play high school football. I, I ran, but but junior high football. It, in, in, in the locker room, we were always jockeying for position. We were, we were talking at least about how great we were, what, what kind of play. It, it was all about me. And, and I remember one time even in the, in the locker room, it, it was um, whose dad was the greatest. And we were fighting over who had the greatest dad. And we were talking about how much our dad made and what our dad did. And, and, and it was just like, hey... I'm the most awesome, and so is my dad. And, and you see, the, the disciples, they, they seem to, to miss it. And Peter said, no, actually, Jesus, I, I let you know something here. Um, all the others think differently than I do. And, and Jesus, I am really, really following you. I am following you to the max. And, and Jesus, I will go to prison with you if you go somewhere like that. And I will even be willing to die for you. 
big words with not a lot of weight. And then following this whole moment of coming to the table where they had been invited, they went to the garden where Jesus says, watch with me and pray. Lest you end up entering into temptation. And if we've read it, we all know the final results. He prayed. And they slept. He prayed. And they went comatose. But but in spite of their sleeping and in spite of their unconsciousness and in spite of their missing it, they were still invited (laughs) to join in on that which someday they would understand. This is my body. And it is broken for you. This cup is the cup of the new promise, the the, the new relationship that we have in, in relationship with God. It is my poured out blood for you. This is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for the many, for the forgiveness of sin. Amen. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Hebrews 9.22, in fact, the, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood and without the shedding of blood. There is no forgiveness. Of sins. What would it take for them to finally get it? What does it take for us to finally have our eyes opened to the reality of what Christ has done for us? Mary Lou uh, and Patty Cawthorn uh, went, went to a retreat uh, slash uh, conference in, in Ohio a, a few weeks back called Come to the Fire. And Mary Lou relayed to me a story that was, was told about a particular speaker who had gone on a retreat in a monastery in Kentucky. The lady said she, she went to this monastery to, to get away from the, the fast pace of life. She went away to, to focus on God, to be able to, to pray and to read her Bible. 
in this monastery, she she took a walk one day and she found a a pathway that that led to several life size statues. The statues were those of the, 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 the disciples. She looked at them and then she noticed that there was a, a, a statue of Jesus. And he was kneeling. And he was praying. She noted the, the disciples and they were also kneeling, but as she got closer to, to these disciples, she saw that instead of praying, all of these disciples, they, they were asleep. Just like the scene of the garden prior to the rest of Jesus Christ. She, she was horrified to, to, to think that these disciples were sleeping. She said, oh, they, they, they need to wake up. She went over to the statues and she began to scream! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Don't you see? Jesus is praying. And we need to wake up. As she screamed at the disciples in that garden, she heard the voice of God say to her, Maybe you need to wake up. I don't know about tomorrow. One thing I do know that the way our nation is going, it's not going in a way that glorifies Jesus. What will it take for the church to wake up? Will it be crisis that wakes up the church? What what will it be to be conscious? This morning, I, I got a phone call from the police between the first and the second service. The police asked me if I knew the whereabouts of Pastor Ruzik. I began to wonder if he was a wanted man. Obviously, I did not know exactly where Pastor Ruzik was at that moment. 
they relayed on to me that there is a dump that is close to where Pastor and Virginia Ruzik live, and that dump had uh, got out of hand with a fire that was there. And they said it was headed towards his barn. You saw a pastor this morning who was running around this church building trying to find Brother Ruzik to inform him of the fire headed towards his farm. Well, the good, good news is that the fire has been contained. But it's like fire and crises and challenges and disruptions and stuff that we never expected to happen that happens and then we begin to wake up. I've been in too many hospital rooms when somebody is dying and preparing to meet their master. That's the moment they begin to wake up. It don't have to be that way. Today. 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 Can be the day that we open our eyes and see Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I desire, I hunger, I thirst, I yearn to see Jesus and to know Him. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of your church, Lord. <laughs> we want to see Him. As we take the elements of the broken bread and the fruit of the vine, my prayer is that it wakes us up to the reality that we are loved. Beyond our greatest dream, we are loved. As we take these elements, we realize that, that God's grace goes beyond all of our sin. That His grace goes to forgive us of our sin, to redeem us of our sin, to set us on a new course, to wake us up. So as we take this day, will you ask God to be fully formed in you and that He will wake you up to all that He has in your life. This morning we have a really a special privilege have Lorraine Taylor to minister to us with song. She's a cousin of Mary Lou and we've known Lorraine for a long time. As she sings these words as the words that come to our hearts would would you ask god to open the eyes of your heart 
that you might see Jesus and that you would prepare your heart for receiving this time of the Lord's Supper. Pastor John. Hey, I've never gotten to say that before. Pastor John. That's cool. Been waiting a while for that. It is a privilege to be here with you this morning um, in my cousin's church. You, I've, I've wanted to do this ever since you got here, and this is the first opportunity. There we go. But I was thinking as I was preparing for this, uh, Mary Lou and I have been through a lot together. We've known each other all our lives. And uh, hopefully everything that we've been through, both you and I, we've learned I'm one of those people that takes a long time to learn lessons, though. So the Lord says, okay, we're going to try this one more time. Let's see if you can get it this time. But uh, what I do know, the one lesson I have learned is that he is always there with me. Just as Pastor was saying, he's always there. He is the constant provider. And uh, we can count on that. Even when we don't feel it, even when we're not communicating with him the way we, or he would like us to, he's still there. He's the constant provider. I don't know. I think some of you might remember this old hymn, Constantly Abiding. Could you sing, a, sing the chorus of that with me as we get started here? Constantly abiding, Jesus is To the very end Savior, Redeemer And my closest friend I never grow real Giving Him praise Cause He's my constant provider All of my days Well, I was born in darkness I could not see the light I was wandering through the wilderness Not knowing wrong from right The Lord sent down a messenger Now these blinded eyes can see Love hung upon a cross Just for you and me Now he's my constant provider To the very end Savior, Redeemer And my closest friend I never grow weary Giving him praise because he's my constant provider all of my days. Well, I have found redemption. Yes, I've been born again. I've been washed in the blood of the sacrificial lamb. 
My sins no longer burden me, no. They've been atoned, you know I'm walking by grace. Cause I know I'm not alone, he's my provider. Okay, sometimes I grow weary, Lord, of giving you praise. But if I grow weary, when I grow weary, 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 he's still my constant provider. thankful his provision does not depend upon us, but it depends on him. And he provided the perfect sacrifice to them as he does us in spite of ourselves. Blessed be his name. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see Jesus. For those who are coming to assist this morning, the Lord's Supper, come at this moment. Would we prepare our hearts, remembering in the night that he was betrayed, the night he was let down, the night that everybody fell asleep. And Jesus said, and Jesus offered the provision of himself for all people of all time. The gift of his broken body, broken for you, and his blood shed for you, the remission of all sins. Father, as we take this moment to remember moment to reflect, a moment to look ahead, a moment for you as well to examine the heart condition in which we live right now. We, we give you thanks that it was even before we knew you that you died for us. And we can experience amazing grace 
that would forgive and save and make whole and make new every wretch that's ever lived. Blessed be your name. As we take of these elements today, Lord, examine our heart, but also open the eyes of our heart fully that we might see and know Jesus. We pray that in your name. Amen. The elements this morning. Allow it to be at a moment of prayer for you, a moment of connecting with him. You're invited to partake of the Lord's Supper as a child of Jesus Christ. Take the elements, hold them. We will take these elements, the tokens of his body that was broken and his blood that was shed together. But as you receive them, ask the question, Lord, in my life, what eyes do I need to have opened? What things need to be changed in me? God, is there a relationship or a person that I, I have a responsibility to to get that relationship right? Jesus, I realize that your, your shed blood was so I could be reconciled to you. I also recognize, Jesus, that your blood was shed so I could be reconciled to others. Allow him to speak. To be broken is to be changed. Jesus was broken so that we could be changed. And in our brokenness, He experiences and understands everything that you could ever experience and more. Take in remembrance that He was broken for you and that you're loved. Blood was poured out In every part of that journey where the people of Israel accepted Jehovah as their God, it was an ongoing cycle. When Jesus' blood was poured out, He said, it's finished. His blood began in our lives place called victory. That's why we sing victory in Jesus. His blood would forgive us of our sins. But His blood was so effective that His blood would deliver us from continuing on, continuing on in the old cycle of life. And so thanks be to God this morning that we take of this cup remembering His blood shed for us, the remission of our sins, remembering He'll come back again. Take a remembrance of Him. I'd like to ask Dennis, if you would, just to pray here. Lord, we are truly thankful for this time.
Help us, Lord, to never, ever take for granted all that you've done for us. The brokenness of your body and the blood that you shed just for us. Help us to leave this place today to keep that so close to our hearts and minds. Never get away from it, Lord, what you've done for us. We pray these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. Yeah. Thank you.